Right, so yeah, there's a couple of quick ones that I want to go through. I mean, they're not quick, but I want to I want to just drill down on them quickly so that I can tick them off my agenda. So the <laughs> first one that I want to talk about is... You're such a paper pusher. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm an accountant. Yeah. Um, um, so the first thing I want to talk about was um, recognize it in yourself. So in as few words as possible, how would you um, explain that process to someone? That um, reckon, like looking within yourself and thinking, is there something more serious going on in my head? In the sense that I'll... I'm trying, to your process, I'm trying to explain it to so someone when you, what I'm feeling. I don't know that. No. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so, like, when you... So, you would have been um, late teens when you were like, you were like, I think there's something going mm. on more serious. What was that process like? The actually sitting down... Was it a process where you went, I need to sit down and think, is there something going on? Or was it a gradual thing where you just went, oh, things are starting to look a little bleak? Compared to, like, I don't think this is just a one-off thing. What was that process like? It was a bit of both. Um, and you want me to answer it in... No, 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 sorry. Short, sorry. short... In 25 words no, or less. we've got 10 minutes. We're fine, we're fine. <laughs> what do you mean? This, is this timed? Oh, we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, it was a bit of both. It was... It was... Yeah, it was... Um, I recognised it gradually. Um, it flared up. Like, it was... It was pretty... It was, like... Bad when I was younger, throughout my teens, it sort of, I sort of like, um, I guess I thought I dealt with it, but I probably pushed it aside. Um, and then, yeah, like, you know, late teens, early twenties, like I, um, I guess I, is your, is your pen not working there, mate? Don't break the illusion. <laughs> um, I kind of recognised it and yeah, it was actually sort of my, my parents sort of, um, noted me that notified to me that I wasn't myself and, and I tended to agree. I was like, yeah, I'll pro- yeah, you're probably right. But, and then, I, and then I dealt with it, but it was, um, definitely a gradual thing. I don't think I ever sat down and like thought about it, but it's definitely something where I've over time, like thinking to yourself and stuff like that. It's like, okay. And then you think back to like events when you were younger, which you just accredited to just being, you know, a bad day or something like that. And it's like, no, that was actually anxiety that was that was flaring up. And now it's good that you're able to recognise it. So now in future, I'm able to recognise when the symptoms come up and when I'm, when I'm feeling like that. Um, but yeah, there's always room for improvement in terms of like being able to, um, I guess, deal with any situation. Like I always, if there's like a situation that happens, I'm like, I'm always thinking about it like a day after. I'm like, oh, I could have dealt with that better. It's like, I think it's a process of just learning the whole time, to be honest. Would there, like, if you could name one or two things that would have made that process easier for you, is there anything that comes to mind? Like, when you were trying to recognise and understand it initially, would there be something there that you would have gone, geez, that would have made the whole thing a lot easier? Oh, yeah, like, obviously, like, awareness. But, like, I think that, I think that mental health, will always be a case of learning it by yourself. Like, obviously, there's obviously there's improvements that can be made um, in awareness and, and, and you know, um, maybe like we've alluded to something in the, in the education system, but I think it's always going to be something that people are not... 
I don't think it's ever going to be a process where people are like, yeah, I'm like suffering from this and that. Like it's going to be so, like initially when it first starts, no one wants anyone to know about it. Yeah, it's, it's a very personal because thing. it's in, because people rightly or wrongly think it's embarrassing and then and like obviously it's not. Um, but I think it's just going to be more about um, making it more of a social norm to be able to um, reflect and like um, I guess present your like problems to like your close friends or your family or something like that and that's not not something to be ashamed of I suppose that would have made it easier but yeah. but it's always going to be something that initially uh, it's going to be something that we we won't talk about I think but it's it's getting that change from as soon as you identify it being like okay I got to talk about it to not waiting an extended period of time yeah. and letting it crash you down in a in a very unhealthy way yeah you're right it's yeah. it's finding you know the sweet spot it's not mm. And no, no way do you need to just announce to the world immediately, mm. you know, help or whatever. I mean, you can ask for help. But, I mean, mm. you don't have to feel that pressure to be like, oh, the right thing to do now is to tell everyone. It's There's just... always going to be a time where you, where you just don't want to say anything. Because, yeah. like, if you're going to go real-life experiences, like, there's times when, like, oh, I don't want to talk to anyone. And, yeah. I know, and, it's not, and that's not a case of me knowing I can't talk to anyone. It's like, I don't want anyone, like, I don't want to talk to anyone about this. I need to, like, think about it for five yeah. seconds with myself. Yeah, which can also be hard. I know that I've had that with, um, like, with my partner. She's, she doesn't really, um, she hasn't had that experience with that. Like, she's very understanding, but she hasn't had any experience with mental health in that, well, like, my experience sort of thing. But, so, if I say that um, I just don't want to talk about it or something, she'll take that to mean that I don't want to talk to her, like I don't want to let her in, mm. which can be really, like I can see how that would be hurtful for her, but it's just that's how I need to deal with it sort of thing. I don't mm. know if you've been through that as well, but um, yeah, sometimes you don't want to talk about it or you just need to deal with it on your own for a bit. Mm. And so that, yeah. It's, everyone's different. Everyone's, yeah, yeah everyone's different. Like, it's important to understand, like for others to understand how you want to deal with it yourself, like mm. how you best deal with it. So mm. if that is, you know, self-reflection and sitting on your own and just dealing with it on your own for a bit, it's it's important for everyone else to respect that and know that it's not like, oh, I'm trying to push them away. It's just this is how I've got to deal with it now mm. and then I'll take the help. I think the important thing is, yeah, like you just, you just touched on it. I think the important thing is that eventually, yeah, like to reach out and tell the, pers- tell the person you care about the most what is going on. But it's like initially I understand that you would want to think about it by yourself because you need to assess it yourself. Like you can't just like, as soon as you're feeling like that, you can't just open up to someone because you don't, you haven't even processed what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's something that you've got to sit on, I guess, but not for an extended period of time. I think that's when it goes pear shaped and when, when life gets too hard, when you sit on it too long. And I think that that's the big change that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's, it's, um, yeah, that initial period is, is important to reflect by yourself. But it's, you need to extend, expand upon that with with you know other people so you're not carrying a load by yourself well said mm. um i'm gonna make this a two-parter by the way because i just realized we've got so much more <laughs> we're in part two <laughs> we're banking them <laughs> um so the next one i want to ask about so your i'll let the listeners know jordan is a 22, 23 in a month's time. So so I'm 22. <laughs> I'm not 23 yet. <laughs> He's uh, 372 months old and... Um, that's not right. 
Um, <laughs> I, was, I was actually going to get the calculator out. I think that's like 30. I was like, shit, um, that's impressive. If you didn't say anything, I would have believed you. No, he's 200 something months old. Um, that's a joke about parents. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that. Um, no, so the next thing I want to talk about... Um, oh, I get it now. Yes. Okay. Cause, uh, yeah, because yeah, they say they're four-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. That was funny. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. I'm, Maybe I'm I'll gl- leave it in. I'm glad I got it eventually. <laughs> Um, so, right, the next thing I want to talk about. So you're 22, almost 23, and you've been, you've been dealing and learning about your mental health for a number of years now. Would you say that you've witnessed an evolution in how your mental health issues present themselves? Jordan nodded. In the, (laughs) yes, in the sense that, um, like I can identify them early. Um... Yes, and also just how, like the symptoms, like what's triggering you and what's. It's a diff- it's different. So yeah, let's look. Let's look at both how it's presenting and mm. how you're recognizing. Oh, I've expanded upon the question. Have yeah, I? here we go. Oh, okay. It's a two-parter. It's a two-parter. I think presenting. It's it's. If you want to talk about specific things, there's no specific thing. I go obviously. Sorry, obviously there is specific things that make me, um, my sort of anxiety flare up. A lot, but I think it's more a case of um, being on top of like th- you're overthinking very early. Yes, I think because that's something that I used to be shocking at. You used to just overthink all the time, not talk to anyone. Whereas now I'm a, a lot better at being able to talk to someone about it straight away, um, and that really helps. Like even if it doesn't make sense to you, it, it somewhat like it as long if. You're going if your mind's going in a spiral and you don't make sense of it. If you talk to someone and they, it could be just like one sentence they say, and it's like, oh yeah, and it puts it into perspective. It's just like so much easier. Um, but like, there are ways that I'm able to identify when I'm feeling very anxious, and it's like I can feel it. Like it's obviously like the physical signs, but it's also like me being like, you know, um, withdrawn or or upset or whatever it is like they're the, the telltale signs for me and then that's where I'm like okay this is really affecting me I've really got to um, you know address it whether it's within myself or or um, with someone I care about because um, that's the thing at the end of the day for me the biggest thing for me is I felt that I was always I'm keeping it into myself and then not like talking to anyone like my friends or or anyone like that and like not going to any social events or anything like that, I felt like that that was making, it was a spiral of like, it was just making it worse. Like, mm. and whether or not like, you know, going, like keeping yourself busy is like, you know, the whether or not that actually keeps, whether or not that actually like deals with it or or just pushes it back, I'm not too sure. But for me personally, like that's the thing I do. Like if I'm feeling overwhelmed, like I'll go to a friend's house or, like, or I'll go for a run. Like, I like exercises. They're, like, the one thing I do when I'm feeling really bad. Yeah. Because that just, you know, clears your mind. Like, I go running or whatever it is or um, or gym or whatever it is. Like, it makes I me noticed. feel a lot better. I'm, I'm also... <laughs> I'm also here to advertise my new protein power. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it's a way... That's my way of dealing with it and I, I think it definitely makes me feel a lot clearer in the mind doing mm. stuff like that yeah I think yeah it's good that um, once you can identify 
techniques that help, like, because uh, techniques for, like, helping your current mental state, they're very um, unique to each person. So I think once you once you can recognize your own ones, it's it's very it's a good it's a step in the right direction. Mm. I think I think you've done that, Jordan. Mm. I think mm. I think you should be applauded for that. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so yeah, the the next one um, to keep it current. Mm. Um, so we just went through. I don't know if our listeners are aware. We just went through a bit of a pandemic. Um, some went, may say we're still in it. Past. That's uh, over. Didn't exist. Um, so and yeah, that um, was clearly an exacerbation of um, many people's mental health issues. Um, and for me personally, I would say even the um, where we are. Uh, let the listeners in. We're down on the south coast. Ah, uh, gorgeous, gorgeous lands. We it's love God's the country. <laughs> Red V's apart on me. Um, we so we're. I'd say you'd say we're lucky, aren't we? I mean, yes, um, yeah, yeah. And it's hard to say that sometimes, but yeah, you got especially it for Jordan owns a pub. Um, I so don't. <laughs> so Jordan's family owns a pub, and um, which we both worked at, and um, it's it's hard. Oh, this isn't even worth. I don't. No, I what, know what you're gonna. No, yeah. I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. I think that it's, it's hard because like, and I found like when we were sort of doing the same thing every day at work, where a lot of the people we deal with, unfortunately, in that pub environment, is quite negative. Yeah. I found myself being quite negative about the world, and it, it's only until now when I've actually realised that there's a lot more to the world than sitting up at the bar. Like, I think that it's, like, it's just a very negative place and you got to, you know, work and then go home. Yes, and you must realize, go home. <laughs> and realise that there's there's a whole big world outside of where yeah. we live. Um, it's not what I was going to say, but I like no. your point anyway. Yeah. Uh, my point was going to be, Jordan owns a pub, or Jordan's family owns a pub. We both worked at the pub um, in the South Coast. And so the situation around here is we barely had any cases i think what maybe 50 cases all up over mm. the 12 months or something mm. yeah um, not many um and so but the pub is still massively affected by the regulations because it's statewide um so you know the business has stuff suffered massively but you still get people coming in customers coming in and just going like complaining that oh look around the this area is fine. There's no COVID around. Why do you still have all these regulations? So we ended up copying like the first, like first and foremost, without the customers, just managing the regulations for us. And you're still doing it, but managing the regulations was such a stressful experience because no one had ever dealt with anything like this. It's once in a lifetime. No yeah. one's dealt with it before. And so we were just sort of thrown in the deep end. I mean, for you, you were closed for two weeks, mm. and that like that's massively stressful just to start with but then yeah going forward just trying to stay on top of everything was very stressful and it was i well i know for me and i assume well, i'm guessing for you it was making dealing with mental health things a lot harder because you've got this other massive thing on your shoulders going right every time i go to work there's the potential that you know we get shut down or there's a massive fine if i don't do everything right so I think that made things a lot worse. And then, yeah, you chuck the customers in who are complaining about all these regulations got, and you, not complying. You can, you will be able to 
like, agree. We've caught genuine abuse. Oh, we got yelled at just, like, like weekly. <laughs> we're just doing our job. Like, I've alluded to it just before about the, the toilet customer. Like, we just cop it. Like, literally, it's just... And, like, I just don't... I don't know what to do. And, like, my way of dealing with it is just, like, laughing at them. Because I'm just like, who are... Like, who do you, who the hell do you think you are? And they think that they're able to run a business. But they're, they're just a customer. And they think that they, you know, know everything about about running any business and it's just like the amount of people that have been uh experts on the matter but they've never had to deal with it yeah it's just like what i it's made me resent the place at times which is so sad because like you mentioned earlier it's we're so lucky where we are and especially with if you're talking about covid terms we're very lucky but i just mean in general we're very lucky and it's such a nice place to live but it's just like every time we go to work i'm like like i don't want to be there because yeah. like, and it's because of like people that are just so like obnoxious and rude and just doubt, downright like abusive and like just like defame the place like in yeah. in front of you like it's just like and they don't know the first thing about what they're talking about yeah exactly yeah um having said that shout out to the pub it is one do we want to name it oh, if you want Jamboree Pub best little pub on the south coast apparently um no yeah it is a great place getting there. Um, and don't yell at our customers. <laughs> um, but I feel like that's something that a lot of businesses would have been dealing with. Um, and so, and a lot of businesses around the area are very, um, they employ a lot of the youth, like a lot of young people like us are employed there. So we are copying a lot of the, the, um, abuse. So, While you're on that, I think it's also a young person's thing when there's a lot of young people working I find that because old, older people yes. they don't know how to deal with their mental health so they take it out on people mm. like us and like they've had it like when they were our age life was so much different in terms of things were a lot easily accessible like even like going for home loans and stuff like that it was like yeah you got it like you know it's yeah. like it was so much easier like in a general sense obviously we are not, not all the time. just bashing every baby boomer but no. this is a um an experience that we have seen over our yeah. many years at the pub. Yeah, and it's just like they just abuse us because we're young, and not even sorry, not even just the abuse, but just like, and we've used this example before. Like we have an older, uh, like my uncle that works at the pub that's that's like mid fifties, and he, like, the way he talks to customers, I'm like, shit. If I said that, like, I'd get yeah, like we would never get. I, I'd get like not fired, but like I'd get like in a lot of trouble and it's just because it's it's an age thing and it's like you can't even because of our age it's like they know bet they know more than us and it's like oh, i don't want to get told this by some 20 year old like yeah, exactly. it's just not it's not fair so back to the actual question i was going to ask mm. it was a nice little divergence mm-hmm. um the actual question was um yeah so going through the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic did you what what was that um process for you like dealing with your mental health when the pandemic first started? When it started, and not when it ended, but when restrictions have started to ease for us. Yeah, well, when it started, it was shocking for me. For me personally, well, I'm not, I'm not talking about the business at the mo- like anymore. I'm just talking about myself. But like it was, like when we got, okay, so when the business got shut down, I was obviously upset. Um, those first few days, like I was so bitter, like I hated every politician, and I, like now I see that that those steps had to be taken because yeah. they were taken worldwide. And to be fair, we have done them a lot better than most countries worldwide. Yes. But I was so bitter and so upset. And then, like, those first couple of weeks of the closure, 
I was in there every day, like doing stuff. Like there was nothing to do. <laughs> like I was just in there. Like I was like, oh, I'm going to create a website. I'm going to like, we'll do online stuff. And like, I was, and I was in the middle of semester, like my last semester at uni. Yeah. I remember you, um, I think you just deferred a lot of assessments. Like you were just emailing people going, oh, I, I just, yeah. can I just have a week extension? Yeah. That? Of which they gave it to me, yeah, which they, was good. They were very understanding. Yeah. The uni was very understanding, which was great. But, and I, and I still did really well in my last semester, but it was all like, right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to see my uh, <laughs> my transcript? But it was, yeah, very stressful. But at, over time, I guess, and like when we first reopened, yeah, it was very, very stressful, those restrictions. And they still are, but I think we've learned to deal with them a lot better. And, of course, they've eased a little bit. Um, but it's still stressful, like now. Like I still go to work and I'm, I'm on top of most things. Um, you know, it's like it's a lot more relaxed, obviously, than what it was six months ago. But yeah. There's still a lot of restrictions, and I, and I get quite um, resentful of the fact that pubs are classified, pubs and clubs are classified as this place where COVID is born. Where when like you see like a thousand people going to a supermarket and, and with yeah. no masks or anything, and it's like, well, they've never had to like they were the most busy they ever were like mm. during the the start of the pandemic. That always that will never sit with me ever. I don't think. I understand that it's very hard to, you know, sort out these regulations and trying to do it like mm. case by case is not possible. But there's, uh, it you was worked just, in the place day by day. You know that it was that our premise unfair. anyway. There's no chance. Well, there's yeah. a chance, but like it's so clean. It's not yeah. funny. <laughs> we, yeah, it it it's it seemed very unfair. Yeah, the way that um, a lot of pubs and a lot of businesses in general were just you know, thrown under the bus, especially after the year before's bushfires where yeah. that summer, all that business was pretty much lost. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. tough. Anyway, so yeah. I think away from the business though, we didn't really have to be locked down, but did you find yourself um, just sort of stressing about just the general, like your day-to-day life? Because I mean, like we, you, me and um, some mates, we'd see each other, like we'd have like little boys' nights, event, like, every now and then, but once the lockdown hit, it was like, well, we shouldn't be doing that. So we were like doing Zoom stuff. But did you feel like that sort of changed to, oh, you know, we can't actually go see our mates. We have to do it online. Do you feel like that affected you? Yeah, but I always thought that it would it would go back to normal, like in yeah. a sense. Um, we were privileged knowing that yeah. we weren't going to... Like the Zoom calls, like that was... I thought like, oh, it, it was, yeah, like it wasn't great. Like obviously like you don't want to see mates online but i was like oh this is like something different like it's yeah. you know but then like obviously you want to see them in person but, novelty wears off yeah yeah but um yeah like the first couple of weeks of of that i guess that lockdown we were locked down but it was sort of it was we were able to like go for an hour i think it was like we were able to go for like exercise and stuff like that but yeah, exactly. able to leave the house for like some reasons yeah. so i'd like go for a walk every day and stuff like that um just to clear my head and like do uni work and stuff like that but um yeah, no, it was definitely a stress. It was definitely stressful for everyone, um, but it was that knowingness of and being confident that we'd be out like in like a couple of months, it would be a lot better. Which it it was a lot better. Like, and obviously there's been little outbreaks here and there, but but our sort of estate has dealt with it quite well in that sense. Um, so that's. I feel like that's a, a fairly common experience for us in. Um at that side of the lockdown, how did you, did you feel any, um, 
any change once once restrictions started being eased in like June, June, July, mm. something like that. Did mm. you feel any change to your own mental health? Was it a positive experience, negative, nil? <laughs> it was. Ne- it was probably a bit of both, but it was not like I wouldn't blame it on, um, like change. Like I wouldn't blame it on like the the restrictions, but in the, in the same sense, like the changes, a lot of changes this year has made it hard on mental health. I think mm. because like you're always, especially for us, because we had to like constantly like look at the news and stuff like that and know what we could do at work. Like, yeah. So that made it like I've always all this year, like that's been tough. I've found being having to like keep up and then it's tough when like people like say something like was wrong to you about mm. restrictions and it's like, no, this is what it is. Like I know what it is. Like, don't shut, up. Like, shut up. I know what it is. I read the news all the, all day. Um, but yeah, no, like it's just, it was just the changes were hard, but yeah. I think when the restrict restrictions ease, I felt a lot better to be honest, because I was able to, like, go out and we were able to, like, um, you know, go and see each other and, mm. and you play football like that, like, when the season restarted, that was really good. Um, before, like, the lockdown, I personally was having a period of, like, not wanting to play the sport, and that was probably, like, a mental health um, reason as to why. But then, like, after having a couple of months off, it was put into perspective how lucky we are to even play the sport. Mm. And so now, ever since then, I've been, like, just loving every second of it, just being on the pitch. Well, you tried to get sent off the other day, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a troll game. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was definitely... Um, definitely, it was positive, but, like, it ebbs and flows, I think. Mm. 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 Well, that brings us uh, to my final uh, query. Mm. Going forward, mm. what's, uh, what does it look like for Jordan and his mental health? Mm. Mm. How do you... Mm. How do you see yourself um, tackling your... I don't agree. <laughs> no, so going forward, um, as you, you, you're going to continue to learn about it all in your mm. own experience, how, um, what's, your, what's your plan of attack? Well, it's all about... I think it's all about educating yourself, but my goal, hopefully... Well, not a goal because there's no goal, but like my, <laughs> I'm a defender. But my, my hope is that one day, and I feel like I'm getting there, is one day that I don't beat myself up about having like mental health issues at times. Cause I think everyone goes through it in life and I don't think it's unnatural, even though that's what you're made to believe or what we've been made to believe, um, going through our, our young lives, um, but my hope is that I'm able to identify that it's there, but not stress that it's going to affect my daily life. Because it, once you're on top of it, it really doesn't. It's obviously everyone's going to be stressing about some things, some people more than others, and obviously other people. Obviously, some people are more severe in their mental health than others, but I think we all go through it. And I think it's just a case of being able to not really care about what people think of that and it's just dealing with it at your own pace and I guess being okay with the sense that in that sense that you're um, feeling down when you're feeling down and I guess just being able to I guess improve the strategies 
um, well, not improve the strategies, but like be more confident in the strategies that you're using. That it's gonna, everything's gonna be okay. I think that's the when you're in a, a very dark time, you don't think it's gonna be okay. Um, but it always like it. It is like when you're when you think about it, when you like take a step back, it's like okay, this is fine. Like uh, it's such an easy solution. Like why am I worrying about it? I think it's just the I think it's just a sense of just being able to identify that I have anxiety and and deal with it in the sense that it's not a destructive thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing for me, making sure it's not self-destructive of my own life, whether that's yep. career, relationships, friends, whatever it is, just it's not, it doesn't like break you down, I guess, is my goal, I guess. Even though it's not a goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's great. Mm. I'd like to thank my guest, Jordan Warren. Um, looks like this is spread I'd like spread to thank over... my host, Joel Young. <laughs> looks like this one's spread over two parts. So, there you go. That's what happens when you uh, talk like a politician. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, don't actually direct, directly answer the question. <laughs> but that's okay. Oh, God. Um, all right. So, um, yeah. Um, thanks, Jordan. It was, a, it was a really good chat. Um, next week, we'll be talking to uh, my partner, who I'm not sure is too excited about joining. Does she know she's on yet? Well, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out when I ask her. Um, well, we're talking about um, relationships and um, dealing, um, of yeah, maintaining relationships when you're when one partner's suffering from mental health. Um, uh, as always, you can message. Um, myself or I reckon Jordan is up for it as well if, up for um, if you need help or talk to uh, Lifeline is always available at 13 11 14 um, other than that have a chat ask how you're going no but seriously how you going that's how it ties in there we go alright <laughs> 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 oh no <laughs> oh god